Thank you. Right. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Stab 2? Who'd want to do that? Sequels suck. No. Two in the box! Ready to go! We be fast and they be slow! Wow! A second Super Saiyan? Second in order, perhaps, but by no means in stature. Your fight is with me now. And when I kill you, I will have killed the last Jedi. Man, I can't fucking believe this. Another basement, another elevator. How could the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Inside the Sequel the podcast dedicated to sequel films that need the attention and love that they truly deserve. Uh, my name is Chris, and I'm your host. And today we have a really great episode that I'm super excited to talk about, and that is RoboCop 2 from 1990. About a year ago, we gave this city RoboCop. Ready for duty, partner? Nothing I'd rather do. I think he's worked out pretty well. Have a seat. This is a bust. But things have become a little rougher out there. This unit needs millions of dollars in parts. You see, Robocop's off warranty. He's one of mine. Now warn him back on his feet. I believe that Murphy's case was unusual, but not unique. We can find someone else. Someone to whom the prospect might even be desirable. And now, we need a law enforcement unit capable of meeting the enemy on his own ground. And carrying enough firepower to get the job done. With great pleasure, I give you Robocop 2. Things will be a lot quieter with this boy around. That thing is a killer! Let's step outside. You! You're obsolete! Take it over, creep. And to help me talk about this fascinating franchise is the host of the new and very popular podcast, uh, The Film Feast. That is Matt Bledsoe. Matt, why don't you say hi, my man? <laughs> hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Um, nice intro, by the way. Very popular. I'm not sure about that, but thank you. <laughs> Dude, you get like 15 likes per post to my five, and I'm like, this guy's, this guy's something. <laughs> I'm trying. I, I, I'm not good at self-promoting, but I'm, I'm trying. I, did, I know it's important, so I'm doing my best. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, don't pay for subscriptions and for followers like on those hacked Russian websites. Like I tried once. It's a waste of money. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Matt, so you run the Film Feast podcast, and I actually really enjoy it, too. And I know a lot of people that are mutuals of ours really do as well. But why don't you talk to some of those newer less listeners who I think are mostly just family members of mine who just listen to me. <laughs> I g give them reason to listen to Film Feast. Well, thanks. Thanks for saying that. Um, I uh, I mean, it's funny because I realized the other day that um, of everybody I know, I feel like I've given myself the hardest time because it's the hardest sell because it's not there's not one specific thing that we talk about. It's just kind of movies in general. So we've done 
a few episodes on horror. I just did an episode on comedy with uh, Daniel, our friend Daniel Epler. Um, we're going to it's kind of different every week. Uh, there's no set format. It's very like loose conversation. But uh, basically, if you just look up any week, it might be a movie that you love. We're talking about maybe one week we're talking about um something you don't care about the next week it's like oh i love that movie <laughs> so it's just all over the place which i like because it keeps it like fresh for me and i just don't even so most of the time i know we're gonna talk about it, i'm like oh we're gonna do this this week it's just fun to keep it keep it fresh <laughs> yeah you did a, a bunch of uh, halloween movies for october i thought that was really awesome there was some stuff in there that i kind of wanted like it was weird this was the Halloween for me where I st started to finally get into the Universal Monster movies. I had only seen The Wolfman uh, beforehand, but then I just stove right in. And it was like the terror table and you were like getting into the universal monster movies. I was like, Oh good. I'm not alone here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that's new for me. My, uh, my friend Ken was on a couple times. Uh, he's the big universal monster guy. So it was easy to talk to with him cause he knows a bunch of stuff. Uh, and I, I got the box set for universal monsters like a year or two ago. And that really mm -hmm. helped. That might've been like, we'll get into it. Cause that box set is so great. It's got like yeah. every universal monster movie and it keeps the price goes down a lot. So you can get it for like maybe like 60, 70 bucks and you get like 30 movies. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's pretty great. I'm really enjoying um, watching those. <laughs> yeah. Good on you for getting that complete uh, series. I'm too afraid to. So I just got the, the essentials pack. Uh, but I usually ask whenever I see Daniel, he has it and I'll just like take it off the shelf like a little kid and look at it, touch it. <laughs> and then I'll be like, what about this one? How's this one? You know, <laughs> I don't know if you're that you're you're that way like me too, but I'm like always like to ask about the movies before I even watch them. <laughs> I feel like I'm usually the the friend who's getting asked about the movie before before I watch it. I I've lent a friend like three of the Blu-rays out of that set around Halloween, getting back to me. But he was like, "Which one should I watch?" I was like, "Well, take this one and this one. And this one, you'll be good." Because I don't think you want to watch like. I know my friend, he wouldn't like like the mummy movies probably because he's yeah. got a short attention span. So. Oh, he, he just doesn't like old romance probably then. Probably not, no. <laughs> you know, the 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 the, uh, the mummy kind of surprised me because when I first watched it, I was like you. I was like, yawn, fell asleep, turned it <laughs> off, told Daniel. And I was just like, ugh, the mummy, who likes this stuff? And then I went back and rewatched it. And uh, I was like, if I can get past the first 25 minutes, I'm pretty good, you know? Yeah, I and then after that, chance. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I think my hot take is I I think it's a lot better than Dracula. Oh wow, I think that is a hot take. <laughs> so I don't have friends on the internet, Matt. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I really like your podcast, The Film Feast. I th I think it's a really cool title. You talked about Hellfest, and it's just <laughs> it's just a happy go lucky podcast where it's like you don't have to you know, know a lot about movies because you do a good job of talking about movies and you bring up well-known movies too. But it's not like the mainstream, like I'm a 19-year-old and I've seen the Nolan and all the MCU movies kind, you know? <laughs> yeah, and not I, to be offensive to that that yeah, age no. group because we were all there at one point too. But it gets better, don't worry, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody has to go through their like, 18 to 21 year old like the college phase of like oh i'm really into movies and i'm a little pretentious about it i think it's kind of like an important journey on the, and then you can pass that and you're like oh i just like whatever i like or i like everything the pot also film piece kind of lives in the space between like we're not like high-minded art uh it's not it's not pretentious at all and but it's not we know a little bit i think you know it's kind of this middle ground where it's like i'll talk about casablanca one week and then talk about like 
you know, some Italian horror movie, you know, that no one's ever heard of the next week. Like, I don't care. It's like, you know, whatever. So um, between the masterpieces and the trash, whatever it may be, I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, you're in that really sweet spot. You're not you're not fully Arrow and you're not fully Criterion, but you're like in the Kino and Warner archive section, That's you know, good way to or like put you it, get yeah, a little like... bit of everything in there. <laughs> I, I only talk about labels all the time. I'm fascinated by them. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm caught recording saying I'm into labels, so that's probably where I lose <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, but no, I I think your podcast is great. It reminds me of like my my really bummy podcast I had before this one, and where was I was just so confused on like where to take it is the direction, and you kind of do, and I think that's really cool because I think like podcasts like that that can like change it up and not focus on just one thing is like a good garden variety podcast, you know. Yeah, thanks. I, I've been trying because it, sometimes it's hard where it's, I feel like, should we have like a gimmick or like a theme? But then I like to keep it so I can just open it and do what I want. You know what I mean? I I think eventually and now it's funny because people like Daniel have like very specific podcasts. Mm-hmm. He can come on and talk about comedy <laughs> because he can't do that. His podcast, his podcast is a certain thing. Um, I'm going to talk to Mike Scott soon, who does the Atkins nice. Undisputed podcast. Yep. So he talks action all the time. And it's, mm-hmm. we are going to talk more action when he comes on. But <laughs> he could mm-hmm. come on and talk about musicals. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the home for anybody who wants to talk about whatever they can't talk about in their podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That la- latest episode with Game Night, I, I just like Dana was just blowing his load as soon as he started talking about <laughs> it. It was like, oh, this is exactly the type of thing he needed. <laughs> we, we both were just like, I, I, felt, I hope people like those movies because we were just gushing over them. Like we just were like losing our minds over um blockers and more specifically game night i feel like we both are like oh it's perfect everyone needs to see game (laughs) (laughs) i'm one of the minority groups that hasn't seen either of those movies wow um i hope we inspired you to check them out you know (laughs) yeah game night is like that one that daniel pushes in front of me all the time indirectly (laughs) of course he's not actually putting it in front of me guys but um he's he always just gushes and talks about it and then you were talking about it and then a bunch of people on twitter are talking about it and then i'm in the corner like with my fingers i'm like i i haven't seen it yet you know <laughs> but i don't know it's like with comedies i kind of drag my feet i i'm scarred for life with comedies unfortunately early on in my life i uh, was exposed to the really bad ones you know like the really uh overtly sexual ones of the 2000s and then spoon fed to hell the the kevin hart early 2010s comedies so I can't mm-hmm. recover from it. <laughs> that was a dark period for comedy. <laughs> yeah, this show just got really dark. <laughs> yeah, when are you going to come on for a sequel episode on um, Right Along 2? <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that movie existed, actually. You see, I'm <laughs> scarred for life, Matt. I can't get it out of me. <laughs> I, oh, I heard you just all these Kevin Hart comedies on um, I think Lindsay's podcast, right? And you kept bringing these Kevin Hart comedies up. And I was like, wow, what a rough time for him to only go see these kevin hart movie yeah kevin hart comedy movies and godzilla 2014 and that's what i was like i'm up i'm done i'm out i'm done yeah that is tough yeah i also saw the movie mama by myself in theaters i forgot to say that on her podcast but i'll finish that story i went to see (laughs) mama uh executively produced by guillermo del toro in -hmm. theaters i think it released like i went to go see like the day the super bowl was on and i had a date with this girl and the the date stood me up and i still went to go see mama by myself and then catch the super bowl (laughs) (laughs) that's not too bad a day i don't remember mama very much but i think i remember being okay (laughs) i remember thinking like I probably would have not enjoyed this movie as much if I had the date. So uh, <laughs> that's why I only go see movies by myself now. I don't go with anybody ever. No. <laughs> ever. It's like, oh, no. Oh, uh, I mean, I like going by myself because I, I just I got tired of dragging people to stuff like, you know, um, 
nobody want nobody want to go see like uh I mean when I'm trying to guess like Neon Demon with me or something like you know and then I it's so weird I went I'm like thank God I took nobody to this movie because it's like it just so myself it's just too weird people my friends are like very like let's go see the new marvel movie which is fine i love those but yep. you know i'm not going to drag anybody something i know is just like weird and out there yeah no you gotta get the boys together smash some brews in the parking lot and then go see the farewell and cry you know like yeah. <laughs> like that's what nathan daniel and seth and i did like when that movie came out we were like let's get going let's go to the cinema it's gonna be great and then we just start crying it's amazing yeah, it's like the 19-year-olds oh, that are seeing Nolan movies in theaters. Like, this is what you got to look forward to coming up. Yeah, you're going to be crying at a farewell in five years, guys. <laughs> That's right. Get ready. <laughs> uh, but, Matt, since yeah, this is the first time you're here on this podcast, and we're happy to have you, um, what are your thoughts on sequels? Do you enjoy them? Do you hate them? Are you just doing this as a favor? Or are you doing it for clout? <laughs> like, you can admit it. It's okay. No, no. I mean... I it, sequels kind of go along with the whole like remake idea when people are just down on them from the get go. I don't get that. Like, I'm like, give it a chance. I mean, okay. I know they kind of have, can have a bad track record, but it's like, you know, then there could be a great remake and then you've, you, you've missed it. Cause you're just like, I don't like remakes. I don't like sequels. Um, I mean, there, I mean, there's been so many great sequels. It's hard to say like, you know, you would hate sequels. I mean, there's empire strikes back. There's terminator two. There's, uh, I think robocop two is fantastic. We'll get into that. But, um, Perfect. yeah, it's just like, I feel like there's tons of great sequels. Although I have noticed this. I was talking to a friend this about this recently. Do you feel like the third movie tends to be bad a lot? Like uh, I wouldn't think three. <laughs> I, I give mean, you a whole list. <laughs> the Matrix. I'm not good to talk to about the Matrix. I watched those when I was way too young, and I kind of forgot about them and never went to, back to rewatch them. Uh, but like, you get like Return of the King. You know, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Um, RoboCop three. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> I'm trying to think a third like oh scream three is fanta fantastic as well uh dream warriors is the third one halloween three uh i i mean i to me in my eyes i don't know i i grew up watching a lot of schlock and uh schlock and all i guess and uh, shout out Lindsay there but uh yeah, I, I, yeah, I never like paid attention to like there's some people who will dead ass be like oh it's a sequel it's gonna be bad or oh they're making a remake of this classic 80s it's not gonna be good like with these pre-existing notions these things are sucky but me growing up i just popped this stuff in like candy because i was just happy to watch things mm -hmm. and uh i think i grew an affection for those kind of things and like when i see like numbers next to them i think that's crazy cool you know it's like wow that they really made it to get crazy amounts of sequels especially like they drop the numbers like the new scream movies dropping the five and it's going to be just scream just call it scream five it's okay <laughs> yeah i mean we should be also lucky that we're saying we're seeing the sixth chucky movie or whatever i forgot how many <laughs> there are because mitch and daniel have been telling me i need to go through them and i can't wait but it's like i can't wait to say like yeah i saw chucky five or chucky six and then somebody's like what they made how many of those already <laughs> i think it's awesome but, but uh yeah do you have did you like grow up watching sequels or did you was it just something you kind of developed once you got a little older yeah, I mean, I feel like if it was just a movie that I liked the original, then I'm going to definitely check out the sequel. Especially when I was younger, it was like, oh, I got to watch um, Terminator 2, RoboCop 2, Aliens, um, the Star Wars sequels, which I, I like Return of the Jedi, too. I'm sad people crap on that one because I really like Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't because a kid, I didn't really think about oh, this is a sequel, <laughs> you know, it just kind of was like, oh, there's more of this. There's more mm -hmm. of this to love. It's like, oh, I love the first one. Now I get more, more to watch. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember, 
you know, it's funny because this is not, I don't think I can hold this up as a great uh, series or anything, but I love the first two Rush Hour movies. And I remember being so disappointed <laughs> in Rush Hour 3. <laughs> like, so stuff like that, eventually you do get to one where you're like, oh, this isn't as good. But um, yeah, I mean, as a kid, I was just like, if I saw the second or third or fourth or whatever or something, I'm like, oh, yay, more of that that I like. So yeah, just mm-hmm. grabbed them off the shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's like when you get to three and fourth installments of films, if you think it's going to hit the criti- critical success like the first one will, it's like, it's not to say because the quality is not going to be there, but it's like by the third or fourth time of a movie with a reoccurring uh, character or something like that, the in, just the interest itself won't be there. You, that's where you start to develop that cult following or the dedicated fan group. You know, it's not like you're gonna also get the praise of new incomers of these movies. You know, right? At that I point, feel like you have like, to ca- you got to oh, catch them with that first movie. I think that's why people hold the first movie so near dear to their hearts because it's like lightning in a bottle. It's just the fan base is left by like three or four. It's like more of these. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then you'll yeah when you get to like those third and fourth ones, those are for like the the OGs, the real fans, you know. This is usually how I stand my sequels. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but oh, that's so good. I, I'm glad you you enjoy sequels. Now, today we're going to be talking about RoboCop two and sprinkle on some RoboCop three. Um, do you remember the first time you even saw RoboCop, the first movie? I'm tired of you. Drop it. That are alive, you are coming with me. I know you. You're dead. We killed you. We killed you. Yes. This is uh, a great story that may blow your mind. I feel like I told this story a couple times on my podcast already somehow, but uh-huh. uh, my dad somehow let me watch the first RoboCop when I was like four or five years old. Holy shit. And have you God. seen RoboCop? <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the most violent things I've ever seen in like a mainstream movie uh, specifically. But um, the more I think back, I'm like, wait, did my dad show me like a like an edited for TV version? Because I had like no memory of <clears throat> the scene where... Um, Murphy gets shot up by all the bad guys. <laughs> that felt like I saw that years later. I think either my dad was like, don't watch this part, or <laughs> he didn't have, it was an like editor or something like that. So I don't, that part, it's still very violent. Um, mm-hmm. And that was one of my like movies when I was younger that I loved. It was like huge deal for me. Um, and then Robocop 2, kind of, they, they almost mesh together uh, mm-hmm. with both those movies. Like I watched them both so much together. Um, that they kind of blur into one movie. Like, I'm like, oh, which fake commercial was in which movie? <laughs> the fake RoboCop commercials. Um, and uh, yeah, so RoboCop was a huge deal. It's one of my like all-time favorite movies, honestly. Mm-hmm. So. See, RoboCop, I, was, I just recently watched the first one. I was so late. Because in my mind, the Terminator was the coolest thing ever, like growing up, <laughs> like in terms of like robots and sci-fi. So I never watched RoboCop because I always thought in my head, that's just a ripoff of Terminator. So I'm not <laughs> going to watch that because Terminator 1 and 2 are freaking awesome. And I did watch the Terminator movie way too young as well. I still kind of get freaked out when I look at my veins like I just did now. Because like in that scene when he's repairing himself, and you see every uh, the makeup and oh, everything. You just, uh-huh. oof, so good. Uh, but no, I, I finally Daniel was like... <clears throat> Like, you need to watch RoboCop. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And he's like, he loved it. And then you um, just so 
slyly was like, I- I'll talk about RoboCop 2 and me who, who <laughs> needs to have a guest each episode. Um, I was like, okay, this is probably the time to watch it. And I have that <laughs> Bummy trilogy on Blu-ray. Oh, uh-huh. um, Yeah, I say that because like I want the Arrow Blu-ray for the first one and the Screen Factories for the sequels. Uh, but that's me like putting out my Christmas list for listeners so they know what to buy me. Um, uh, but when I watched that first RoboCop, it was like, oh, my God, I could not believe what was in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I love violence and, and blood and guts in Detroit and stuff. But my God, I did not expect a movie <laughs> from 1986 to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no it's it's pretty crazy and it was funny because i i saw you post that on twitter it was like you've got to watch the other ones and i was like well, i'll do the sequels with you just do it uh i'm so glad you finally watched robocop i mean it's funny because a kid um i didn't really connect terminator robocop until this might blow your mind there was a sega genesis game called robocop versus terminator <laughs> that i thought was the coolest thing everyone as a kid and i was so mad that it wasn't actually like a movie or something um they paired them off uh to fight and yeah so I, I just, yeah, I was in love with it. I don't know how I watched as a kid. It might have scarred me. <laughs> there's some, there's one scene in two we'll talk about that did really mess me up as a kid. And I couldn't watch it. But uh, the rest of Robocop, I was like, yeah, bring it on. Just shoot those squibs off. But it's like, oh. Just... Yeah, my God. I always thought Robocop was going to be like this big lame, you know, like a response to the Terminator would be a little bit more cheesy. And that would be like its uh, its um, angle to go get above Terminator because Terminator was so serious. Uh-huh. And. <laughs> Boy, it's not that cheesy at all. It's uh, it's no. kind of heartbreaking at times when you think about Murphy and and his story. But um, I just so incredibly violent, and I love to see Red just say other curse words besides just dumbass. So I was like all about it. <laughs> he's so good. He's so good in that movie. Um, I love the part when he's like, the Tigers are playing tonight. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> all the little the little stuff he does. Um, because he doesn't look like a physically intimidating bad guy, but he's no. such a, like an evil bastard in that movie. <laughs> like he's so good. Um and yeah, it is heartbreaking. It's funny, the older I get, like the sadder I get for Robocop because <laughs> like what a isolated existence. And I love that they so I'm kind of jumping into two a little bit here, but I love that they kind of push more into that in two. Yeah. Where they kind of go deeper into like, you know, how sad this whole situation is. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad they they kept with that because I feel like mm-hmm. with movies like RoboCop, that would be an easy th- part of the movie to like, we put it in, but we're going to just forget about it and move right. on to the action and <laughs> other stuff. And that's what also the other stuff I'm really happy about with RoboCop, and you get a lot of it in two as well, is a big part of like sci-fi for me is like the overruler um, angle, like the bad guy being like giant corporations oh, uh-huh. or like, you know, multi-billion dollar conglomerate companies. And I just love that stuff in sci-fi. And I love like, I, I don't know, maybe it's the the Marxist in me. I'm like, yeah, let's burn it all down. But <laughs> um, but this movie gives it to you in such a believable way that I'm not used to. With sci-fi movies, it's just like, it's so insanely different and embedded. And it's like, plot twist, this company is bad. But in this movie, I feel like OCP is so synonymous with being bad. And it's like, I kind of enjoy that. <laughs> they're one of the best, like, bad movie corporations. Like, they're like one of the best bad corporations a movie I've ever seen. Like, because they're just when you get into it, they're just so evil behind the scenes. Like, it's just funny how, like, how over-the-top villain they are. And it's like, Yeah, they but they're like bumbling idiots, too, yeah. which I also like. <laughs> Three dead police officers, one critically injured. Police union leaders blame Omni Consumer Products, OCP, the firm which recently entered into a contract with the city to fund and run the Detroit Metropolitan Police Department. Dick Jones, Division President, OCP. Every policeman knows when he joins the force that there are certain inherent risks that come with the territory. 
Ask any cop, he'll tell you. If you can't stand the heat, you better stay out of the kitchen. And they just keep getting away with it. It's crazy, yeah. But I love, um, I think Daniel Hurley, he's the guy's name, who was in Halloween 3, mm -hmm. um, who's the uh, the old man, as they call him, uh, yep. the, the head of OCP. He's so yeah. good in these. <laughs> His name is in the title. It's literally the old man. It's crazy. The old man, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so I never want to be in a boardroom meeting after this movie because literally <laughs> you can just die in a boardroom meeting and nobody will care. <laughs> That's what I knew this movie was going to be legit, the first yeah. one. And I know this is inside the sequel. We're talking about sequels, but we just really have to highlight the first movie because I was impressed with this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's important to talk about the sequel, like to talk about that one and then how the sequels follow. But yeah, I, it's funny how everyone's just so callous about people getting shot and just the violence. I, I feel like the thing that makes RoboCop really good, too, is that it's it's kind of it's like a satire almost of these things mm -hmm. of like vi 80s violence and 80s greed and all this stuff. And like how people are just so numb to violence. Someone gets just like just shot to hell at a board meeting. And then like some of them are just like, oh, OK, well, I guess he's done. You know, it's like, <laughs> I guess he doesn't work here anymore. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like for those who haven't seen the first RoboCop, you definitely have to see it. Uh, don't be like me who waits till they're 24 <laughs> years old to watch RoboCop. Because, um, well, I mean, you'll be late to the party, but at least you're at the party. Um, mm. But let's talk about RoboCop 2 because that's where um, my marbles dropped. I was just like, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> um, but the, the second one starts off exactly, I feel like, like like a little bit after the first movie, which I like in sequels, like especially with part twos of movies, they feel so synonymous with that first movie's timeline. You know, mm -hmm. third installments are a little bit more of a jump at times, but the second ones usually kind of feel like a, a like the second part to a bigger story. And uh, I really enjoy it. I, I think <clears throat> I love how the um, the bad guys of this movie aren't just OCP, but mm -hmm. by this time in this movie, we know who OCP is and we can't kind of get rid of them <laughs> and, and they kind of are embracing who they are, but they feel a lot more comedic, you know, like they, they, they don't feel as super serious at times, which I enjoy because I feel like if this movie was trying to be super serious as well, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. This movie definitely acknowledges its craziness. And I think that's what it goes for more. Mm hmm. Definitely more. It feels more over the top than and RoboCop's pretty over the top. But it's it, it's like I always say this about RoboCop two, and I love RoboCop two. I think Daniel yeah. just said that he didn't get RoboCop two or didn't like RoboCop two, and he wanted me to explain it. It's like, well, uh -huh. as a kid especially, and this might be nostalgia, but you know, it it's as a kid, I almost liked it more than the first one because it gets <laughs> right to it. You don't have to go through the yeah. whole first like twenty minutes of him getting set up as RoboCop. He's just RoboCop right off the bat, mm -hmm. um, and he's just killing people immediately <laughs> but yeah he, he pulls up on a bunch of people in uh in detroit and he just whips out his gun and starts hammering down on them and then you get lewis showing up as soon as possible too and i love that i love nancy allen as lewis i think we need to just talk oh, about yeah. that for a second like good lord <laughs> she's fantastic and the fact that she's in all three movies is like i really have to give her praise yeah she kind of helps like ground the movie in a weird way from mm -hmm. being such like it's a robo it's a robotic cops so, i mean well you got like, yeah. something human uh you know so she kind of helps like bring it back to reality a little bit uh that's <laughs> right. another reason i don't like robocop 3 though is because of what they do to her oh, we'll boy, get yeah, to that maybe. but I, uh, yeah, well, I don't know here. if she wanted to leave at that point but yeah i was like oh it always bothered me but um <laughs> yeah it's so good like robocop 2 is just it's it definitely doesn't have the the quite the intelligence of one doesn't have the edge of one because they don't have Paul Verhoeven anymore. Um, so it kind of loses all that stuff. Um, but it's, it's just kind of more of the same action wise, but it kind of loses that whole 
kind of all the social comments and all the social commentary, but some of the social commentary. Yeah, it has had. some of it. Like the commercial parts are feel like a lot quicker. I think at, by that point, they know that this is like more for the 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 on the nose comedy parts of the movie, you know? Right. <laughs> um, but this movie is directed by Irvin Kirshner, who also did Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like that's why this movie, um, I don't know. I feel like it gets unfairly compared to when I'm reading comments of like Empire Strikes Back in a way. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, they just brought the guy who did Empire and they thought that would fix everything. But I'm like, it's still pretty good. Like, I, I still like <laughs> Robocop 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you liked Robocop 2. So I did. <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. Yeah. I didn't rate him because I, I, I hate to like let people know what my opinions are on movies. So I have an excuse to talk about it like surprise. But it's like nobody listens here anyway. I'm, I'm getting that way too about my letterbox. I'm like, <laughs> like oh, I can't rate this too early. People will see what I thought about it. Right. It's like, why even be on the show now? Um, <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed Robocop too. I watched. <laughs> so <laughs> I was at home and I watched the first Robocop and then I took a break and did some other whatever stupid shit I usually do at home. And then um Later on that night, it was like 11 p.m. I put on RoboCop 2, and then I immediately put in RoboCop 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like, I just binged through these in a day. And RoboCop 2, I just love how quickly it gets into things. Like you said, yes. it's really violent as well. And I love um, the kid character of Hob. I think he works really well in this movie. Um, I also like how it has such um, an appreciation for the actors for a new director in this movie, it brings back basically everyone from their first movie. Yeah. And I feel like they get more fleshed out like scenes. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. um, Reed gets to talk more as the police chief. And I like that. Um, I do like Lewis a lot in this movie. She, she's pretty much a lot more uh, standing on her own besides just being with Peter Weller, which is another thing. I'm so glad Peter Weller came back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, the music hits really well. He, yeah. <laughs> Peter Weller has more lines to say, you know, because you have you get to skip past the creation of the RoboCop and what happens to Murphy, right. <laughs> you know. But then again, that's important stuff, and they recall to that in the sequel. But I don't know. I just like how they immediately get into the crime underbelly because of the first one, it just feels like there's crime because it's Detroit. But then OCP is <laughs> the real bad guy. But in this one, it's like let me remind you, we're in Detroit. Right. We have to clean up the streets, you know. <laughs> It's yeah. And that's the funny thing I, I about sequels in general. I think sometimes actually think of the sound when I was a kid. I might have liked sequels more because they skip all the setup stuff yeah. like Spider-Man 2. We get past mm -hmm. the origin story. Um, Terminator 2. We're just kind of and they set some stuff up. But it's like mm -hmm. it, the second one I always feel like you can just jump right in. There's no you don't do as much setup, which I'm never as big a fan about. Especially rewatches, you know, it's like when you have to redo the origin story, it's like, OK, I know how we got there. Let's just get to the <laughs> let's just get to the the action stuff, <laughs> which is why I think I like Robocop 2 more as a kid, because it just jumps right in. Um, and he's not human at all. I'm like, that's stuff's boring. Get me to the ro Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> just let well, me I see mean, him. Just the, do we stuff. pay to see the guy. And I mean, right. the first movie sets it up well, of course. But the second one, I mean. You get to see him stalk his um, his wife and his kid, and he's still moving, like still like lingering on that, and that's pretty good touch to the first movie. But then you you get to him starting to shoot up, you know, gangs and and other people. Also, I really like in this movie the enemy is the the war on drugs. You know, it's not mm -hmm. just the crime underbelly like in the first movie, but in this one, it's about um, nuke. You know, it's about. <laughs> A great just, name for a drug, too. New. It's just like... Surgeon General is dead, gunned down 20 minutes ago by militant addict of the deadly designer drug Nuke. The greatest health threat facing our nation. Nuke. 
the most addictive narcotic in history. A plague that... Right, yeah, it's about drugs. And, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of like this, you know? Like, I can get behind a war on drugs with RoboCop, you know? It's a lot better mm-hmm. than the Dare Lion. Yeah. <laughs> I should have had RoboCop come into school to tell kids not to do drugs. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I do love that scene. Speaking of kids, like, when he's in the, the baseball team, the Little League yeah. team is robbing that store. <laughs> like, what is going yep. on? Like, such crazy stuff like that where you have like a little league team robbing a store and they just like and robocop has been very like neutered by that point they've <laughs> fi- they've always screwed this programming so it's like that time oh. where he's been he's been messed with and he's just like hey kids don't do drugs <laughs> and they're spray painting him and like just yeah oh man that's a that's a great part <laughs> yeah it's great because it's also part of the satire it's like this is yeah. what the war on drugs we wanted police officers on their beats to be like to teach lessons but in reality that stuff doesn't work <laughs> you yeah. know but and i i think this movie has a little genius to it personally with the way it's trying to make a message of itself i just don't think it delivers it as, str- as strong as the first movie but i i think there's a lot more to say in this one because it's a little bit more relevant because it came out in 1990 mm-hmm. um and honestly I can't tell some of the difference from the first to the second one. I think the, the the effects in the first movie are really great. And I feel like they kept all of that in the second one too, you know? So RoboCop mm-hmm. doesn't look incredibly different. The outfits don't look different, uh, but it's not like Godzilla where they use the same suit and it looks worn, you know, it still looks <laughs> awful. Yeah, no. And that's, I think as a kid, these really one and two really blurred together. We're almost mm-hmm. like they were one. I couldn't, I like it's especially younger. I couldn't tell you what happened and what exactly is like, Oh, right. That part was in, one or two i can't remember you know it was like they were kind of like one piece uh to me and um yeah they kind of just became one big movie i feel like <laughs> I, probably, I probably watch them always back to back i'm like okay now it's robocop two time after robocop one <laughs> yeah can we talk about how they take a page from the first one where they're trying to introduce the new replacement to robocop which i love how they're always just trying to replace robo yeah, robo oh, every, even though he's great <laughs> yeah uh, but um they they bring one of the new robocops and he lifts his head it's a skeleton he kills himself <laughs> and they and then a second one kills itself and i'm like wow this is really dark but it's also <laughs> really great to see it is that's the funny thing too about two i feel like and RoboCop one, it's not a light movie, but I feel like two in some ways is almost a darker movie. It's got a, it's or meaner, even it's got like a like a meanness to it where it's like you know um, the stuff that's going on, the stuff with that kid uh, is <laughs> that you Hob that you brought up. I'm yeah. funny you brought that up because this made me sound like a monster. But the part where spoiler alert, if we can spoil things, yeah, that sure. uh, that kid dies because uh, because uh, you know they've been attacked, and then RoboCop has this moment with him. But even as a kid, I was like. Fuck that kid. Because <laughs> he shoots Robocop at the beginning of the movie. Yes, he's an asshole. But you, you can't. Okay, the whole movie. I'm getting very fired about this. The whole movie, he's a little asshole. And then at the end, they want you to feel bad for him. And I'm like, no, movie it doesn't work like that. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. the hard streets of Detroit. No one is safe. Not even right. kids. <laughs> like, listen, like, <laughs> sorry. Uh, although I did relate to him in that one scene where they, they have that undercover cop, Duffy, uh, oh. who's working for them. That yeah. horrified me as a kid. I couldn't look where they had to cut him down with like a scalpel down the middle of his chest. The kid, yeah. tried, Hob tries to look away and then they're like, no, look at this. But um, yeah, that's like, that was one of my first like horror scenes in a movie because I was like, oh no, I don't like this. I, I can never look at it for years. Yeah, this movie had a weird off step for me because I thought Hob was going to be the bad guy. Like, oh, this would be kind of cool seeing the kid be the, <laughs> un, like the, the, the crime boss, which he eventually becomes. But it's really all about Kane, um, his dad, who has like this, charles manson vibe to him the entire movie and um 
he's just such a weird monster, you know? I feel like he would be on, like, one of those Netflix series, like My Friend Dahmer or something like that. It'd only (laughs) be about Kane, though, you know? Like, he feels like one of those characters. Yeah, Tom Noonan. Oh, sorry to cut you off. He's so good, and he looks so creepy. Uh, Have you seen Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah. Okay, remember he's in that as that Ripper guy, Mm -hmm. and he looks terrified. He like as a kid, I was so scared of this guy because all he played was bad guys in movies I loved. (laughs) And he looks, and apparently he's a very nice man, but he looks terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, I was like thinking, I was like, he has longer hair in Last Action Hero, and he wears a raincoat (laughs) the entire time. But in this one, he's bald, and he like wears like like a Steve Jobs outfit almost the entire time. Such a good bad guy too. That's another thing I love about too is I think he's a really good bad guy. Like I, I love the bad guys in the first one, but he's a very solid uh, uh, follow up. I think. Yeah, I I like how the the he feels like the religious holier than thou, and my mm. religion is this drug. You know, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I I just think it's great, and I also love the side plot of um because like obviously the first movie makes reference to OCP having a lot of power within the city, and in this movie it kind of shows like. If we put this in real life, what would happen? Of course, the local government is going to try and pull back some of the power. And that's what it's all about, too, with the mayor trying right. to get money. Like, yeah. I like that kind of like that side story because one, the mayor is funny. But two, it, feel, <laughs> it brings like the real worldness to this movie. Um, because like if a big corporation is going to try and take over, which I it possibly could, I don't know. Um, mm. Of course, there's going to be like some pushback on it. And uh of course, drug kingpins are going to want to try and like take over too, you know, like get a piece of their pie. So it's like, I feel like Robocop has so much more to tackle in this movie. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I think my only problem is it does, it, it is a little longer. I think it's just at two hours. And think, the first yeah. one wasn't nearly as long. I think it was like an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did, su- I was surprised it was a little long, but there's so much action set pieces in this movie. I kind of can't get mad at it though. <laughs> Yeah, RoboCop running a motorcycle. I mean, that was cool as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last love... set piece, oh my God, with him fighting the RoboCop 2 of the movie, because the, <laughs> the bad guy is it's a, it's called RoboCop 2, and it's in a movie mm-hmm. called RoboCop 2. <laughs> uh, that was, I, I love that as a kid. At that point, though, it does kind of feel like the movie should have wrapped up already, but they have this whole final battle where you're kind of <sighs> like, oh, okay, we're still, okay, we're still going. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like, a, it feels like, a, like when I was watching that last set piece, um, it felt like, the end of like a double feature kind of night, you know, it's like, uh-huh. you just like you, you put on something that's over the top and then you're just like, Oh boy, like what's going on on screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> but Oh my gosh, isn't Kane terrifying as RoboCop too? Yeah. He's the, the little like computer generated face of his. And yeah, like, and he's just straight up murdering people. I mean, it's, it's kind of scary that scene when I was a kid where he just comes in and like kills everybody in this warehouse, like all the bad guys were killed by Kane in this mm-hmm. new RoboCop body or yeah, robo body he has. Um, Cause that was crazy. The kid, I thought the movie was over because Kane <laughs> dies technically, yep. but then this crazy scientist woman saves his brain and has a horrible idea. She goes, let me put this drug addicted murderer in this in this body and yeah this will go well and of course it does not go well <laughs> and she's feeding him drugs all the time <laughs> like yeah she 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 was probably too inspired by ghosts in the shell in a way probably <laughs> <laughs> like when i say the plot to robocop 2 and tell someone the story it sounds insane i'm like yeah and then this happens and the, you know, the guy gets his brain put in this robot body and he's fed drugs and you know it's like <laughs> it's crazy it's a crazy sequel but i kind of love it because it's very very entertaining um and it tries to stay close to the original spirit it doesn't but it doesn't nail it it you, you lose paul verhoven you don't have that same edge anymore it's like when they made starship trooper sequels without him it's like 
it's not the same anymore. You've lose, you've lost the key ingredient there. <laughs> Damn it, Matt! Why are you gonna bring up another franchise I haven't oh, seen? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the first Starship Troopers? No, I haven't. I think oh, Michael Michael Scott. I think ripped me a new one on Twitter about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> as nice of a man as he is, right? <laughs> that's that's just be your next thing. But I think those sequels. I don't know if any of them are good. I don't. I haven't gone down that path. But I know no one has anything. I haven't heard anything good about them. So I I, but, I just I've just thought they looked incredibly crazy but then i guess there's such a strong following for those movies so maybe it's like another robocop thing for me we'll have to watch them <laughs> but no i really like robocop too i think um it is a little long at times but like man there's a lot of good stuff in it and i didn't really feel the length until the very end where um uh lewis comes and basically saves the day you know oh yeah um which i like too because like i think nancy allen is like the heart and soul of the movies um but I think also you get a little bit more of RoboCop's um, like sentimental side, like kicking ass and taking names kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's I forgot to mention that scene that I love when uh, that his wife comes to the police station and I can't remember if they've reprogrammed him or he's just trying to like send her away because she comes up and is like trying to talk to him and he's just like. Basically, I don't know you, you know, and it's oh, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's sad. I mean, it's like and it, that's the thing I don't like about three is it pretty much just leave almost all of that out like they're pretty much done with that story at that point <laughs> like yeah. they kind of closed the book on it too but still it's very sad it's like yeah her husband is still alive but not really which is like worse than anything you know it's like he's still mm -hmm. out there but it's not her husband so yeah i appreciate that in the second one a lot more the you know later on in, in life so yeah and i think robocop 2 has a really good ending to it too like a really oh strong God. ending where <laughs> you know the old man leaves and they're all getting sued and and then Lewis goes like, look at him just walking away. And then Murphy goes, well, what more can you do? We're only human. Like, and then yeah. it ends, you know, it's like helmet in. It's like, oh, it's I love that ending so much. It's so great. Yeah. Robocop's <laughs> kind of a badass. I, I kind of thought he looked kind of ridiculous in the way he functions and stuff. I was like, this is a little bit of a clunky guy, you know, <laughs> but clunky. like he kind of kicks ass, doesn't he? He's not speedy. He's never he's more like a tank. You know, it's like and I think it's funny for how badass they build him up every movie they find a new way to kick his ass like so it's that horrified me this one too i was scarvis with a child i'm pretty sure when they cut robocop up uh oh my god they throw yeah. the body parts back at the police station and it's just like his torso and like a leg and an arm mm -hmm. and uh i mean they can always fix him but like they always mess him up so bad for how badass <laughs> and he is you feel bad for him too like i love how the cops are protesting and they're like all right let's help this guy out yeah <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know, but like RoboCop 2 kind of feels like in the vein of like uh, like of the Rocky 2 of the worlds where it's like a sequel that continues exactly after the first one, but it's still really good. And like it could end a franchise or a, a series right then and there, which is fine. So like if you get later installments, it doesn't really ruin it for you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Not to say that RoboCop 3 ruins 2 for me, but RoboCop 3 is definitely like, OK, we got like the central story. Now we're going to do what we want to do with RoboCop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now we now we're just doing whatever. And if we talk about Rock Up Three for a second, uh yes. man. So imagine me as a child who's watched one and two before he's like seven years old. I've had those, they're in my DNA. And then my mom puts in a rule that now goes, now you can't watch any more radar movies. You can only rent PG thirteen movies from the grocery store or from the, you know, the the video store. So now I can only watch Robocop three. Uh, she's banned the first two Robocops from my house. So I'm stuck in this hell where I can only get my Robocop fix through three. And I hated this movie with every fiber of my being. I feel like it's such like 
such a downgrade from the first two. And it's really hard to go from a rated R, a hard R, one and two, to a PG-13 neutered Robocop um, that it's not Peter Weller. Um, and you thought that would make a difference, but I watched it just yesterday for the first time in like, I don't know, like 15 years. And I was like, <laughs> I'm doing this for Chris. I'm going to watch Robocop 3 again. <laughs> oh, good. That's how yeah. I want to be. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you should be honored that I, I watched. It was on Prime, so I didn't pay anything. So, um, And the first 20 minutes or so almost had me fooled that I was wrong and it was better than I thought. Uh-huh. And then I feel like it becomes like a mess. Like, um, you would think I'm, I would love a movie as like a seven or eight-year-old with RoboCop with a jetpack and like robot ninjas. And like, <laughs> no, hated it. Thought it was so stupid. Yeah, this movie only flirts with those ideas and gives you like a little tease of it, you yeah, know? It's such a mess. It's so disjointed. It's like one scene to the other. I'm like, how do we get here? Did I miss something? You know, it's like, it's got so much going on. Where RoboCop <laughs> 2 is like kind of all over the place, but I feel like it connects. But mm-hmm. 3 is just like, I don't know what they were doing. And it's sad because directed by Fred Decker who has done a couple movies I love. He did Night of the Creeps and um, Monster Squad, mm-hmm. I believe. I'm right. And then he uh, did this one. I don't think he's directed anything in a long time after Robocop 3 because it was such a bomb that... Uh, but it's just... And it's it's Frank Miller who wrote the script for two, and he wrote the mm-hmm. script again for this one. And mm-hmm. it's like, what the hell happened? <laughs> it just all went so wrong. Oh. Yeah, I feel like they're like... <laughs> I feel like three comes out like, let's think of another um, problem in today's society. Poverty. Let's solve that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a little bit more touchy. And, uh, and then they turn the, the homeless people into um, rebellious people, you know, like into an underground (laughs) army. And I'm like, I feel like Irwin should have came back for this one since he did empire. He knows how to do rebel alliances, (laughs) (laughs) but it just, it just, that's just, it's such a weirdly toned movie though, too. Like out of nowhere, yeah. RoboCop's like, you know, like fuck you all, I'm gone. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna help who's been helping me, you know. And <laughs> I don't even know what's up with the, uh, the cleanup committee, like that, that's like cleaning the streets for OCP. I can't even yeah. remember what their name is. The, um, the, some weird name, like the Reb- not the rebels, but I'm gonna look it up while you're, while you're saying. <laughs> yeah, they're like supposed to be like OCP's like right arm for like cleaning up the streets, <laughs> basically. But they're basically like imprisoning poor people or killing them or or jailing them it's insane yeah <laughs> but it's crazy it, yeah and like you get the kid who's like a tech wizard who basically gets adopted by i think the the homeless people <laughs> and uh you know kind of helps you know helps them like basically stay at a chance because like they rob like an armory and then there's a, a robocop 2 from the first movie <laughs> who's oh, like yeah. standing guard, which makes no sense to me. Cause like, I thought that got disbanded, but it's there anyway. <laughs> and Man. then you get like a bunch of like punk rock gang members who are going to jump Lewis and another police officer <laughs> to RoboCop comes and helps them. And yeah, I'm like, the splatter this punks. Is- <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is weird. And then I was like, is that Bill Paxson from Terminator one in that gang or no, I can't, I couldn't notice. <laughs> no, they do kind of look at those guys though. But, and it's funny cause that's the part where I still thought the movie was kind of working cause it's kind of tense. Cause they yeah. end up in this chase and uh, Lewis and a couple other guys get stuck in this very bad part of town and they're kind of getting descended on by these punks and RoboCop does this it feels like a very roundabout way to get there he goes up a <laughs> goes up like a like a parking structure and it's like I mean do you read the, and he goes so he can shoot off the top in his car and like land and he lands perfectly on all four wheels even though that's not the way it was going and then he gets out and he does have a pretty sweet like machine gun attachment to his arm, which is one thing yeah. I do like. Yeah, yeah. Barely saves a day, but it's like he really took his time getting there. Okay, yeah. With this movie, I feel like 
Nancy Allen got the script and started acting out the movie, but like 25 to 30 minutes into the movie, spoilers, she's like, all right, I'm out of here. And she's like, kill my character off. Yeah, she was like, somebody kill me, please. Yeah, and then they kill her in like the most outrageous way. Like they shoot a rock, like, no, they shoot her with a machine gun and then they hit RoboCop with like a grenade launcher, right? At like church steps. And I'm like, this feels like a weird way for like someone to go out. You know, yeah. it, it just I don't know. It's just such a weird, weird death. And I really think it's because Nancy was like, all right, I don't want to be in this movie anymore. Oh, yeah. I got that vibe more this time than ever that she was like, get me the hell out of here. I don't want to be in these movies anymore. Yeah. It, but like halfway through, she was like, just just kill me off. I don't want to be here. And it's funny because there's a scene right before her RoboCop leave the police station that's so telegraphed. I don't know. It doesn't even need to be in there where some other cop walks by or get in the car and goes, hey, Lewis, you want your body armor? And she goes, no, I'm off duty. Even as a kid, I was like, she's going to die. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone turns yeah. down bulletproof a vest, you're dead. That's the that's the end of it. Um, also, why are you going to keep working when you're not clocked in, too? I was like, right. I'm sorry. I was like, sorry, Robo, I'm going home. Also, I was like, why don't you just wear the vest? It's it's like a rough it's Detroit. You guys made Detroit so rough. It's like, I just always wear the vest. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, with these movies, when isn't the police st- uh, station ever, like, protesting or, like, you know, like, doing, like, a march against OCP? I feel like in all three movies, that's what they're doing the whole movie. Yeah. It seems like literally the worst place in the world to be a cop is Detroit. Detroit in the RoboCop movies because either like they're under siege, like they're protesting, they're not getting paid, they're threatened to be fired. It's like it's horrible. It's like why would you do this job? And that that poor police chief, I forgot the guy's name, but I love him. He's all three movies. Yeah, he he's sticking around. I'm like this man should have retired by now because it's too hard a job. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he's one of the few. Like with Nancy Allen, we're like man, he's he he's really staying with the ship till it sinks. Yeah. Kind of, I uh, respect <laughs> that. But, uh, um, okay, so OCP honestly is the most ridiculous thing in this movie <laughs> yeah. i kind of like it though because like the new old the old man has died and the new guy who's taken over is um the the the, the leader in the men in black movies i forget his name oh rip torn yeah yes. like he's yeah. the guy and i all i think is like oh the the, the police the, the boss in men in black one and two <laughs> like he's the he's the boss of ocp now cool and then the one guy the one actor um who's like I, I, I've seen him in like so many things. I think it's Frank Azera is in it. No. Which, which character are we talking about? The, He's uh, the one who keeps calling um, Dr. Uh, Lazarus like sweet cheeks oh, and like always really hitting on her. Is that Bradley Whitford? Or Brett? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm looking it up because I don't remember. I don't see him in the cast list on IMDb, but I really, who am I thinking of? <laughs> um, man, it's going to bother me now. Um, all these people, there's a lot of people in this movie too. That's the funny thing. There's like a lot of that good actors oh there he is yeah he is he's way down the cast list for some reason but bradley is that guy who's like a real like just skeezy ocp guy who's always like hey hot lips to the the yeah (laughs) (laughs) so robocop 3 you hated it eh Oh, ever since I was a kid, hated it, hated it, hated it. And I thought yesterday when I rewatched it, I thought this will be the day that I go, oh, it's not too bad. And I still end up giving like one and a half stars on Letterboxd. <laughs> like, I was okay. like, yeah. <laughs> you got to give it credit, though. It's a Christmas movie. They celebrate Christmas in this movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot, I'd already forgotten about that. <laughs> so now uh, you got to watch, everyone has to watch Robocop 3 because it's a Christmas uh, movie. Throw it in with your diehard. <laughs> can we talk about this poor little girl in this movie, Nico, who... <laughs> goes through multiple traumas like i'm it, okay so it starts off it's a good actually a pretty good opening if it's like it is the, the exact or the um the direct opening i think where it's like she's in her house with her parents and the house gets it's like a friggin uh bulldozer right through it or something like they drop a wrecking ball right through the house and her and her parents try to escape because you know she's trying to bulldoze, bulldoze all these uh, neighborhoods and she gets separated from her parents 
who are being taken like some kind of camp or something insane. And then like she gets picked up by this rebellion group. So if my parents like got taken like that, I'd be traumatized. Five minutes later, she's with these like people she doesn't know. And she's hacking into Ed 209 to get in the armory. And she's totally cool. I'm like, <laughs> this kid really recovers well. <laughs> like, Because I'd be a wreck right now. Like, where are my parents? And uh, God, and then she has to go through it again because she's found like a new surrogate mom. And um, I think the actress name is CCH Pounder, who I like. Yeah, and stuff. Dr. Lazarus. Yeah. yeah, she's like the leader of the rebellion. And she gets shot. And then this poor girl has to watch her die. It's like, oh, my God, this kid has been through so much trauma. <laughs> it's like, is Robocop her dad now? <laughs> Boy, for a movie called RoboCop 3, he's not in it nearly as much as the other two movies. He's kind of just yeah. sitting around the whole time. Yeah, he doesn't do much. There was a whole section where I thought, where the hell is RoboCop? <laughs> yeah. Where is he gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is finally the one where I was expecting maybe two to be, where it's like, it's kind of like, okay, they, they've run out of ideas kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it doesn't feel like it's a, a part of like the first two movies at all. No, it feels the first two feel so connected to me and three feels so separate, not just because like the PG-13 rating, but like the tone isn't right. They don't even try like the fake commercials anymore. Nope. Like they don't try any of that. I think they have like one game. It's not even that good. It's like they don't even. Yeah, it's just like they've lost the whole tone of the whole thing. It's just. Yeah, it's just a whole separate thing that I did. not It's funny how they tried to. I don't remember this or not because I know you're younger than me, but they tried <laughs> to like um, make Robocop for kids even before this. I feel like around like the second one. They had there was a whole line of like toys and like a cartoon. <laughs> like I had these toys. Like I remember like this was a big deal. That's they were trying to market Robocop to children. And I think people were mad about it, but I guess not enough because we still had the toys <laughs> and had the cartoon. But um it's just so funny that by like three, they're like, Okay, now we're gonna go full on kind of make this for kids, but still pretty dark. Like yeah. I'm watching like homeless people fight a rebellion against a corporation. Like this is heavy stuff for, mm -hmm. for a kid, <laughs> but it's I almost mean, it's... like disrespectful because it doesn't do it nearly as well either. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a lot of tact. It's yeah. just like, yeah. And like I said, like you think Robocop on a jetpack would have been like my dream as a child, but that stuff's not very good to me. I'm like, Oh, this yeah. is bad. <laughs> in the, in the, like the, oh. not the ninja, uh, Oh my God. Robocop. That doesn't even work at all. Like that's oh. just like, we show you that in the first, 30 minutes and then you forget about it and then they bring it up in the last 10 minutes of the movie yeah and like it's funny because that robot ninja could have like i felt like really <laughs> kicked his ass but he yep. was playing with him too much <laughs> like he gave robocop so much time to go and get like his little he cuts robocop's arm off and you're like oh shit this guy's serious and like he's just flipping around and doing all this stuff and you're like you could have killed him like three times right now but then he's doing all this stuff and robocop gets his machine gun arm and then blows the guy away yep. <laughs> but, um yeah that's just weird to me as a kid was, like you wasted the, the ninja robot guy what the hell <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I will say, though, <laughs> if there were RoboCop figures, I want one. And I know NECA is scheming it up. So I'm definitely going to want one of those. <laughs> oh, they're much better than I was a kid. They were, like, tiny. They had, like, four points of movement. They did have, like, cool, like, pop caps in the back. Like, you could put, mm -hmm. like, a little thing in their back and, like, shoot it off. And it would make, like, a gun noise. <laughs> <laughs> a whole different time. Um, but, no, I've seen some really cool ones now. NECA probably is a good place to get one. Like, Hot Toys, but those are super expensive, I think. I have a friend that gets those and spends, like, two three four hundred dollars and i'm like i've never do that <laughs> but, weird flex but i respect it yeah <laughs> that's what you want to spend your money on i have money on blu-ray and movies so yeah yeah seriously when is scream uh i'm surprised arrow when they put out the first uh robocop they didn't bring like a figure with it kind of like how scream factory does with some of the releases they bring like a figure yeah i don't know and also i meant to say this way earlier when you brought that up but that arrow blu-ray robocop is amazing like someone who's seen the movie dozens of times watching the arrow blu-ray was like this is the best i've ever seen it look and there's so many special features. It's amazing. 
damn it, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> now sorry. I'm gonna need to buy it. There's a sale on it right now. <laughs> uh, but no, so I think the consensus, and I agree too, is <clears throat> Robocop one is fantastic. And honestly, I think Robocop two can stand on its legs with uh not exactly with I think it's like the shorter brother. It's like the yeah. it's like you know, just a little it's just under six foot. Because <clears throat> that's what we talk about, short boy syndrome here on the inside the sequel, but I think uh, Robocop 2 is a really, really, really solid remake. Uh, not remake, but um, sequel to the first movie. And then 3 is a Christmas movie, which is the only time you'll probably need to watch it. Um, and you don't even have to probably watch the first one to really get anything of the third. Um, but did you see the remake for Robocop? Because I didn't. Oh, I did. I uh, <laughs> I saw that with a friend of mine in theaters. We both we weren't even, I, I almost said we were hyped about it. We were not hyped about it. I don't know why we went. I think because we were like... <laughs> Because I love Robocop so much. I was like, I will yeah. give this a chance and see what they do. But once again, PG-13, I just feel like I'm not a big guy on like ratings, but I feel like Robocop needs to be R, like just to get the spirit of the first one um, and for how violent it is, you know, I mean, uh, that's that it's not good. It's very glossy. It's not like it doesn't get any of the tone right of like being satirical. It's just kind of a very forgettable movie, I thought. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing with that remake. I, I, I kind of after watching the first one and I knew there was a remake, I was like, how would you remake a movie like this? You know, it's such a of its time, yes, late yeah. <laughs> 80s action movie. I feel like that's such a hard thing to replicate in the 2010s. It's tough. Yeah, that's what it's Robocop is so commenting on like almost everything in the 80s. That, yeah, that it's a middle finger to Reagan, honestly. Uh, but. Yeah, it is. It's a huge, <laughs> which I didn't get as a kid. I just, a kid, I was like, oh, cool, Robocop. And it's like, you know, violence and explosions. As an adult, I appreciate all the the political stuff, the social commentary, speaking on like military, uh, militarizing the police force like yeah. i would never thought i was a kid but i'm like wow this movie's talking about a lot of stuff which is uh back to starship troopers really quick as a kid i did not understand the whole like this is all big comment on fascism <laughs> and like i was like the basically in that movie i'll just tell you right now like the the humans are kind of the bad guys but we're rooting for them the bugs are kind of the ones that get invaded by us <laughs> and we're kind of the fascists <laughs> in that movie but i didn't get that as a kid i was like oh cool like we're fighting bugs yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so Paul Bear does all the stuff that that's why it's hard to do sequels or remake his work because he's putting all the stuff in there that's kind of like subversive mm -hmm. and you know it can go to people's heads sometimes and they yeah, only take yeah. the the cool parts of the movie and lose all the commentary. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, that's why I was nervous. I was like, man, how do you follow this up? But honestly, Irwin did a decent enough job um with like homage to the first with also doing something most sequels should do it's just like whatever was good about the first one get more of it in there <laughs> yeah i mean if robocop to me is like a perfect 10 two is like a seven or an eight yeah i mean it's yeah. pretty high up like it's just so entertaining it's just a big fun action movie that's basically it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it has some really terrifying dated graphics that like work for the movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so I was always confused, like RoboCop and Dread, they look so much similar. And then they both got remakes in like the 2010s, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, but the Dread, uh, what do we call it? Reboot, remake is uh -huh. awesome. You haven't seen that. Ah, okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I got to watch some of these. I'm just catching up, but like, I'm so glad I got to watch uh, RoboCop. So uh, really, really sweet stuff there. Uh, but Matt... Uh, is there anything else you want to say uh, to listeners about the RoboCop franchise? No. I mean, if you love the first one, I feel like most people have seen the first one and like the first one. If you kind of wrote off two, I would say definitely give two a chance. It's fun. Yeah. I don't even think I can give, say give three a chance because <laughs> I still hold a lot of bad feelings toward it. <laughs> 
Right. At least they're affordable. Like if you get that Bummy Trilogy Blu-ray set, it's like under 15 bucks for all three. Yeah. And if somebody wants to watch them right now, I think all three are free on Amazon Prime. Ooh, good. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Matt, um, if anybody wants to hear more of your awesome thoughts, where can we find you? Um, yeah, you can follow me. You can uh, subscribe to the Film Feast podcast. I think I pretty much have that available anywhere anyone can listen to a podcast at this point. <laughs> I think I have all my bases <laughs> covered. Um, so yeah, Apple, Spotify, anywhere. Um, Film Feast podcast. We talk about anything and everything. Uh, <laughs> it, it's been a lot of fun so far. Only about 10 episodes in. But um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun talking to, to people. Hopefully I'll have you on soon, Chris. Talk about something. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I need to scheme something great. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it be a sequel? You could talk about an original, uh, a first movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you want to follow me anywhere on social media, uh, the podcast is at Film Feast Pod. Uh, I'm at Matt Bled 87 on Twitter uh, and on Instagram. Uh, you can just follow me and the podcast. I mostly just post pictures of Blu-rays. That's basically the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> at just Film Feast, all one word. Yes, I definitely, like I said, recommend everyone to listen to this uh, podcast. It's just a really fun, easy listen. Uh, and he's got really great guests on there. So uh, definitely check that out. There'll be a link of that down below. Matt, thank you so much, my man, for being on uh, Inside the Sequel. I think uh, everyone should check this movie out. And uh, hopefully we can get you back on here again for another sequel, eh? Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Good, because I want to hear more of these traumatic uh, under 10 years old stories. <laughs> Oh, I have a lot. I have a lot of them. Oh, <laughs> I watched so much stuff I shouldn't have been seen before I was like six years old. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. You know what was really pissing me off about the these Robocop movies, though? We don't get any bare ass scenes. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot about this exchange we had on Twitter where I, I or no, it was, it was on Twitter. I'm sorry. I was listening to you and Daniel on his podcast. I, I mix all this stuff up. And I was like, it was funny. The moment you said, I bet Matt's listening to this going like, what the hell or something. I was kind of thinking like, wow, this has really gone a different direction than I thought. Right when you said my name, it's like, I didn't think that. But I was like, this is different than I expected. Robocop like, can't be as good as Terminator because there isn't a bare ass shot like there is in the no first one. There's no bare asses. There's no, um, no I got Schmitt. it. Uh, yeah, when you said Schmeet, I think I still have recovered from hearing the word Schmeet. I've never heard that term before. <laughs> and I think for like three days, I've been haunted by the word Schmeet. And I was like, well, there's no Schmeet. <laughs> There's no ass cheeks. There's nothing. It's hard R and no nudity. Like, come on, Robocop. They, they almost got it. They almost got rated X for just violence, which is so hard to do. <laughs> I cannot even tell you how violent you have to be to get rated X for just violence. It's always sex stuff. But yeah, no, Robocop almost did it with just violence. <laughs> there you go. You see, stick to the end of the episode. You get some really good fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Matt, thank you so much for coming on to the show, man. I really appreciate it. Um, and thank you all for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at uh, Inside Sequel. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Hertastic underscore Chris. Don't forget to check out the Bummy YouTube channel at Hertastic Reviews, um, which we talk about just random movies and I just flex some Blu-rays here and there. Um, but other than that, thank you all for listening. And remember, if you're not watching the RoboCop trilogy, do you really even care about movies? Anyway, we'll see you next time. <laughs>